Okay, so back at it again. It's not the same. Well, did you want me to do the music? No, I don't. God, no. No, I don't want the music. But there has been a trend, and now you've screwed it up because now now we can't. Never mind. You know what? My job job is just to keep you guessing. Whatever you want to do. That is my whole job. My job is to keep you guessing. Hey, next time, don't point at me like go. I pointed at you because I was hoping you'd go, and here we go again. And you've quit doing that, and I'm a creature of habit. So now I don't know what to do. So let's just do this. Welcome back to Random Ramblings, first off. I'm Josh, that's Kenny. If you, I feel like we shouldn't have to introduce it at this point, but however, I still hope there's going to be a new person who has fallen down this rabbit hole by mistake. So for that person, thank you very much and uh and for the three ignore- for the three that are coming back on purpose thanks <laughs> please ignore the guys behind the curtain yeah no kidding um nothing going on here no <laughs> so you know we we talk about this and everybody listening and everything um we we listen to each other i mean i, I listen to us oh um, yeah in, in your world it's called a, a an air check yes uh, but i listen to us to see how we come across how everything sounds mm-hmm. and so this past Wednesday, I decided I was going to listen at the gym. Oh, gosh. Okay, so got the fancy I bet you were, un- were you unproductive? <laughs> were you unproductive? You do. Yeah. <laughs> I might have been entertaining. <laughs> we don't know yet. <laughs> so, you know, got, got, got the fancy Bluetooth earbuds and everything, which, you know, fit in your ears all weird. But anyway, so I'm like, okay. It, You're it's, such a gym rat, know, bro. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's cardio day. All right, now for... Oh, do you call it a day? Do you choose days? Yes, I do, actually. Oh, um, Because I God. don't... I basically don't do anything but cardio anyway right now, but, you know, holiday weight. Well, no, I mean... Which I, is what I told my doctor it was. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just go, we'll go with that. Hey, you gained a little bit of weight there, Kenny. Well, you know what? People feed me between Halloween and New Year's. And he's like, well, you shouldn't eat that many cakes. No, people don't feed me cakes and pies. People feed me. People bring me real food because they know I love to eat. And at, at that last party, went well. We've got to we got to watch how much we love to eat. And I'm like, okay, doc. Never mind. Anyway, so it's I'm going to walk on the treadmill, uh, and we've covered that. Got a nice view of our river yeah. and everything. Love it. So got the earbuds in, got the phone in. It's like, oh, you know, hey, we're on. We new episode just loaded. Right, Forty five minutes. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk, and we got about an hour episode. All right, I'll listen to this. So on the treadmill. Just booking it at a whopping 3.5 miles per hour. And I did not realize until I saw a reflection in the window. I was actually laughing, <laughs> laughing <laughs> out loud <laughs> while walking on the treadmill. Now, yeah, <clears throat> we had already, we, we did it, we were here, we'd already laughed at it, but it, it's funny when you hear it again. So I'm the, Even if I, it's just for us, it's and still I'm funny. Like, I'm mouthing, talking to us. While listening to us talk to each other, and it's it, it's it's really kind of crazy, but yeah, I I had picked up a few stairs. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm certain, and and I I say it all the time that I have to be careful because even I listen to music when I walk, and I have to be careful. A favorite song comes on, and you might start singing. So a lot of times it's it's like I'm constantly reminding myself, don't don't sing, don't sing, don't sing. But with the podcast and and that one. On top of it, it was it was hilarious, and it was hilarious to hear it again. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right. No, I get so it. So yeah, I've I entertained the entire why with them. Uh, hopefully, you know the younger people probably knew I had the earbuds in. So, but the older people that were like, you know, what giving me weird looks, like what in the hell is going on over there? <laughs> um, to all of you, if you're listening, it, uh, we think we're funny. <laughs> you th- you think you're listening? That would have been better if I want, he'd like been drinking water. If you would if you would put that on a shirt and then walk around, I got news for you. They still wouldn't know. <laughs> really? They still wouldn't know. And don't get me wrong, they are very nice people. I walk with most of them because I'm the guy that's that early in the morning, and I'm okay with that. I've long since admitted I am an old man and a young. Uh, I'm the fairly young man. I'm already tired. That's why all I do is walk. No, it's fine. Look, you go when your schedule allows. Yeah, not you, here to judge whether you're morning or night. No, no, no. Like cardio day or yeah. leg day or oh, leg day sucks. What? Oh God, because I refuse to take the elevator in a gym. So I have yet to do that. <laughs> I take the stairs. It's right at the track. It is so convenient, and I'm yeah. like, I get done, and I've walked, and I'm I, like, 
I guess. Ooh, I'm um, going to get judged. Now, and, and I can promise anybody listening, if you look at me, you don't think I have a gym membership. No, <laughs> but, well, me either. Uh, but I park as far away from the front door as I can. Yep. And I, I walk up the steps, not the ramp. And yep. I, I go in, I change, and I go up the steps to the weight room and, and where all the machines and everything are. And I, I will not take the elevator. No, no, I've uh, yet because to I do feel it. like I feel like I'm there. I'm I'm there trying to get a little bit more healthy. Why take the elevator? Absolutely. Now I did take the stairs one time at a at a brisk pace and I got to the top and decided that was a bad idea. Oh no, I never ruined the exertion beforehand. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't and as the term goes, don't blow your load before you get there. Um no, I'm Oh, I think it's fun to come out of that door. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, looking like you're gonna I, have a heart attack. That's great. Panting as you leave is kind of the goal. Like that's that's the end game. Well, the end game is, man, that was brisk. Now I can go, you know, walk it for the four miles home. No, no, that's the overall goal of the physical fitness. But for me, I'm with you. Like I don't mind panting leaving. Panting going in, bad. Yeah. That's- Again, I still go early enough in the morning. I can't take the ramp because it's deadlocked. There's a lot of traffic there. There's a lot of traffic there. The uh, the senior swim is that morning, and uh, the walkers apparently are waterproof. So uh, yeah, those two are ramps are full. They are aluminum. Those those two ramps are full. So I, I couldn't take the ramp if I wanted to. Granted, yeah. they're all great people, but yeah, I I also don't use the the door button because. Yeah, I know. And sometimes we have these wonderful people that man the desk. And sometimes as you're leaving, they'll hit the button. Oh, I know. And it's have a like, great day. and then and then and then I feel bad if I don't walk through it. <laughs> it's like, oh, they opened the door for me. Now I gotta walk through there. So I've done that. I've walked through that door after they've opened it, and I'll and they open it as I'm even with them, and I didn't I didn't fully go situationally aware. So I see the door open. I turn, wave, and as I walk through it, he's opening it for somebody that's coming in. <laughs> and I went, Ooh. Nice. So at that point, I stop, let the old lady pass me, and then as I go out the door, I turn around and wave again and go, I'm going to think that was free just in case. And out the door yeah, I went. Right. And he was like, I'm here to serve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in the moment, I'm like, yeah, you feel really good. Because he's like, oh, you opened the door. Oh, you jerk. <laughs> yes, you are. I mean, what? Hey, you're not I've done it. I, I've, I've done it. You know, just not really paying attention. I'm I'm bad for, uh, well, <laughs> I'm bad for looking at my phone when I'm walking. I mean, because, I mean, I I have it there for music. Sure. So, you know, the sounds and notifications come through on top of of the music, so you know that you've gotten messages. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to check it while I'm on the treadmill because that's that's bad for me anyway. If I don't actually pay attention to what I'm doing, I list to one side. <laughs> Uh, and you bob and weave on a treadmill. The last thing I, <laughs> the last thing I want to do is like face plant and get shot across the across the room. So at three and a half miles an hour, I promise you, you're not going to get shot anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> you're it's, not going to get shot. You're gonna, it's going to be the slow crawl. I'm going to have oh. road rash all over my chin, and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> he just made it feel like it was very much a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote situation. Yeah, that's what and it's going to look like you hear the zip as he comes off of it. But what's actually going to happen is you're going to hear. Yeah. What's actually going to happen is somebody's going to hear a loud bang and then the word fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just going to sheepishly limp out of the room oh, yeah. and, and, and leave. Yeah. And act like that's what I, I intended to do. No, I I mean, I'm already, it's bad enough when the thing shuts down. I, I turn and ride it to the end and stuff off. Oh, God, you're that guy. I'm yeah. that guy. I'm so glad we're doing this because yeah. you're that guy. I'm that guy. I, I'm the guy who would... Stand on the side of it and then just kind of gauge it. Oh, really? And see if it's like, oh, that's a bit much. No, that's I, why I don't. I, I, there's too many buttons and things I'll, to fiddle I'll with walk on a treadmill. Right on up on that thing, hit go, and start going to my speed. There's too many buttons and things that I would mess with and go, oh, let's try hold, this. Do you hold on like you're riding a bike? I don't use the treadmill. Oh, you I don't. Use I, the I don't. Oh, oh, we talked walk, about this. I walk the track. You walk the track. So I you don't like for the floor to move under you, huh? I want to even if I'm walking in a circle, I want to physically go somewhere. I feel like it's wasted time to walk in place. I just I, I don't know. I like staring at the river. I guess I don't know. It, it doesn't bother me. I would actually really prefer to be outside. And oh, there sure. there are days that when the weather is just absolutely wonderful, I will go change clothes and then hit the trail because our trail's right there at the Y. Yep. Instead of being inside. But um, for right now, you know, it's it's winter. It's yucky. 
It's great. Absolutely. I mean, the whole reason for the gym membership for me was, okay, it's raining and I really want to go walking. Because it's 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 a lot about stress relief, burning off the day, as much as it is trying to burn an extra calorie or two. It was accountability for me, because if it's coming out of my bank account, I'm oh, now so wasting yeah. a resource. You're, you're like me. I bought that. I'm going to use it. Right. And so that that's kind of been the the take for me in in that regard. But I mean, I get it. I like to walk outside. Our our Riverwalk Trail is fantastic. If if you're happening to listen from our neck of the woods and you haven't used it. You're missing out. There's a lot Big of good time. stuff to it. Big time missing out. If you are um, looking to travel and you like nature walks as part of your travel, no, we're not a national monument. However, it is a nice, pleasant walk. Yes, it is. It's it, a nice it, little it stop and take a brisk stroll through the city. We've yeah, got a great it, background to go along with it. And uh, I'll take any uh, tourism dollars they want to throw at me. Yeah, okay, nobody's throwing you dollars. No. For the record, I've closed my OnlyFans. Aw, I have. I was tired of only subscribing to myself. It, it seems so kind of vain. Tired of paying yourself to look at yourself. Why? Well, I, I was administrator. I mean, you can do that in front of the mirror for free. As you, administrator, you that, I right? got free access. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, man. I know. So your only follower had a had a free pass, coupon. right? <laughs> um, it wasn't the ad revenue builder that I'd hoped for. Um, so, yeah, I sent his wife the link. She's like, "The fuck if I want to look at that." I, mean, I know. I know, so, which is not a surprise either. I mean, by the way, I, I she's not throwing money at him either. By no, the way, no, <laughs> no. We have a nine month. She old. made me coffee again, though. Love you, darling. We have a thank well, you. We have a ten month old now. A ten month old. Yes, and you realize on up until they hit like three years, you do it in months, right? Do we have to? Because once I hit Apparently a year, apparently that's the thing. It's like how old's your kid? Twenty five months. I have this debate with my wife. In terms of time we're together, I am of the opinion the clock goes up in stages. My wife will tell you we've been together X number of years. It goes back to the time that we went on our first date. I go with we've been married since 2015. Therefore, we have been married now seven years. That is the wrong answer. (laughs) That is the grossly wrong answer. You've been, let me help you. No, no, I get we've been together that long. But when people ask, well, how long have you been together? We've been married seven years. Okay, but see, you're not answering the question. It is. You're I... only answering half the question. Oh, God. Because the question was how long you've been together, not how long have you been married. I should have known. Because, and I a... mean, and I, we got this just the other night. We were out with friends, and well, friends of mine from work. So everybody was meeting the wife for the first time. Sure. And we were all meeting girlfriends and wives for the first time. But And it's like, so how long have y'all been together? Well, we've been together almost 30 years. And then you get the second half of the question. How long have you been married? Less than 30 years. <laughs> Actually, we're kicking, we'll be kicking 29. Nice. Uh, in a few months. Nice. I just. That's marriage. But we've been together now over right. 30 years. I don't know. I guess for me, anybody can date. The accomplishment for me is the marriage. I'm happily married. I don't necessarily want to. Not that I don't want to think about the time beforehand, but the my wedding day was one of the biggest days of my life, probably the biggest until my daughter was born. And then, so I want to start my clock from there because that was arguably my one of my happiest moments. So that to me is why my clock starts there. And you're laughing and I'm not going to go for the spit take because that's coffee, not water, which is a much bigger mess. And I realize that there are going to be people that are, I'm. there's a deep hole that I'm digging by going, your only happy moment with the things that I do. I get all that. I understand that. But in my head, that's where I, I sit. Go ahead. You're wrong. That's fine. I, <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to throw that one out there. That's fine. I mean, you know, because, I mean, well, you're not looking at the whole accomplishment. Not only did you date, and yes, anybody can date, but not only did you date, but you dated you stayed together, and it advanced to the next thing. So, yes, happiest moment of your life, first happiest moment of your life, whatever, however you want to term it, was the day you said, I do. Um, but that really, you, you might want to say that that's the second happiest. Because for me, my wife and I were a blind date. We were set up by my godparents. And I, I had a party to go to, and everybody was a couple. And so I called this woman that I've never met, never known, and I tell her, I have a party to go to, and everybody's going to have a couple. Everybody's going to be a couple, so I, I kind of would like to have a date to this party. 
And she agrees. Uh, yes, she's an idiot. She agreed. But anyway, uh, of course, now there. we're talking 30 years ago when, you know, you could trust, and we were set up by someone. Of so course. there was already a level of trust there. It Absolutely. wasn't like this internet thing. So we, we go to this party. We, we have a great time. Everybody has a few drinks. Everybody has a good time. We play some cards and, you know, we had a blast. And then I took her home and it's like, hey, you want to do a real date tomorrow? And she goes, why wasn't this a real date? I said, well, we didn't really know each other and we went to a party. How about we go out just us so we can get to know each other? Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's how all that went. So that was a great day for me right there because I'm, I, I made the leap. Instead of not going to the party, I called somebody and said, hey, go with me to a party. Right, and then it, it progressed from there. Right, no, I, I, I get worth. that. I understand that, and I, I get that logic. And I guess, to me, when I'm meeting someone for the first time, there's an anticipation, there's a nervousness, there's a, oh, God, don't screw this up. So it, I don't normally get the happy, because you spend the whole time going, shit, 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 well, see, shit. We, had been, we didn't even do that. Both of us had been uh, in failed relationships. We'll just put it like that. I mean, we'll be straight up. Both of us had been failed relationships. Right. I had gotten sick and tired of the game. And yeah. she had gotten sick and tired of the game. And we took this for exactly what it was. Someone we mutually knew, which happened to be my godmother, she worked with her at the time, said, hey, you two should should meet. I think you two would be, at the least, decent friends. You should meet. And we were like, and both of us, we, we have talked about it since. Um, matter of fact, we talked about it on our honeymoon. How we were just at this whole, it sucks, and we're right. not doing it anymore. We'll, we'll take single. And, and be done with it. So we both went in with zero expectation. None. We had no clue that this was going to lead this this far. We had no clue that we wanted to date. And for the first several months that we dated, we talked on Thursday to line up plans for either Friday or Saturday, rarely both days. Right. And if we went out dancing, like to a nightclub or whatever, which was something that we both enjoyed doing then, and we had friends that we could go with. Sure. If we did that, a lot of times, that was the only date for a week or two. Because, you know, and we we did a lot of, we paid for ourselves early on. And the relationship started with really all the help on the planet, but no help. See that was I think that's probably the one key difference is you guys had that common sense of trust and everything in between. I actually met my wife online and so we would talk and we'd had conversations via text, we talked on the phone. So the first time we actually met and kudos to her by the way in in the world that we live in we didn't meet at a common area. Like she came to my house. Like I didn't I was living by myself. I I mean the it had all the the negativity that you. Could By the way, she can take imagine. him. I huh? know she can take him. Yeah. Think she shoots straighter. No, more straight. Did I say no. that wrong? No, no, she's a horrible shot. Oh, I'm I'm saying whatever it takes to get coffee next time. No, no, well, you're gonna get coffee anyway. <laughs> I was out at breakfast before you got here. Didn't even notice the pot of coffee when I got back, and then you just immediately went over and was like, "Ooh, coffee." Yeah, and I, 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 when did I she make literally, I literally just poured coffee, grabbed a pop tart straight out of the box, sitting on the table, and come on downstairs like I live here, which is fine. I'm, I'm glad you feel comfortable my, enough to do that. My wife's going to see me coming out of the grocery store and go, "Wow, this is odd." <laughs> no, I got to restock Josh's house. <laughs> <laughs> but so the the you guys were in a situation of not having any pressure, right? To, and I did not have any expectations. However, there was still the air of, I don't really want to waste the entire evening. I'd hate for her. And I she drove in from an hour away to my house. So I'm like, okay, house has got to be at least moderately clean for a single guy. Uh, I got to do this, do this. So I had a list of, of things that would have met expectations. And then we had talked about what we were doing and, and you know, whatever, but it wasn't a, nat- a neutral site. Let's just go hang out and see what sticks, what doesn't. We didn't have that. And it was, so to me, not that I didn't enjoy myself, 
But at that moment, it was, am I going to see her again? What are we doing? Is she going to answer my phone call? I told her to te- let me know when she got home so she could get there safely. You, you know, is it? am I going to not get, ever get a text message and assume she died in a fiery crash? Like, so I had that level of anxiety. So I didn't really get that happy moment, if you, if you follow me. Yeah. It was... Yeah. We- a different setup. We did the whole traditional. Um, at the time, both of us still lived at home. Sure. Uh, and, you know, it, it just her and her mom most of her life. So, um, and I, I did it the way I was raised. I was going to pick a lady up. I needed to be there 30 minutes early because I had to meet parents. And that's the way I was raised. Be the Southern gentleman. Make sure you're there. Go up to the door. Knock on the door. Introduce yourself meet the parents and which and I did not know until you know in the course of the conversation that evening and that weekend that her dad had 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 already died. I had no clue about all of that. So, you know, I went, her mom answered the door and I never made a move toward toward the interior of the house. I did the whole southern gentleman thing. Wait till I I'm stood invited in. Right there, shook her mother's hand, introduced myself, told her what our plans were for the evening, where we would be, even had a phone number for her to reach my parents. Had a phone number for the the person's house we were going to. I mean, I had myself prepared, right? And I did. I waited. I like a good vampire. I waited until I was invited in the house. No, Didn't I assume get it. anything, and never, never went past the foyer for like several weeks. But never did I pull in the driveway and blow the horn. By the oh, way, guys, never pull God. in the driveway and blow the horn. I I am I am a girl dad. So when the first yep. when the first guy rolled in. To take her out on that first date, she was told, you better make sure he comes to the door. Because if he rolls in and he blows the horn, he's taking me out. Because I'm going to be the one going out the door asking him where the deer is he's trying to get out of my driveway. Because you don't roll up to the horn. You come in and you meet the parents. Uh, and by the way, and another thing I did... And I and I will tell I'll, I will actually tell the the origin story behind this in a minute. I went out, took a picture of his license plate, took a picture of his car, looked him dead square in the face, said, "You're not good enough. She's home by this time." And then I took a picture of the two of them together as if it was some cute little moment. So I had his license plate, Ooh. a complete description of his car. I had their entire itinerary. She had a friend that had my phone number that she was to text if there was a change in the itinerary. And I had an updated picture of her and him. So when I sent the cops out, they would be knowing who they were looking for. Absolutely. I am taking notes right now. Um, I, you are I did teaching that. lessons. Well, I did that. We've discussed the fact that I've been involved with the youth groups at church. Of course. Now, some of these, some of these youth are now my adult friends. Some of them are 30 years old. Um, earlier, I was texting one of them. They're coming up for dinner. Uh, so I, I met some of these people when they were 14 and 15 years old. Well, when they graduated high school and no more youth program for them, because, you know, church is like everything else, whoop, cut off line. They come to me and said, we're missing church. So I did the whole college aged thing. Right. And yes, it's going to sound like I did it until this group of people started their lives because that's what happened because the next group behind them was not interested in continuing it, so it, 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 it ran its course. Sure. But one of them had talked about meeting someone online, and they were going to go on a date. And it was going to be an out-of-town thing. They were going to drive 45 minutes away. And I don't know. It might be my age. It might be the fact I actually care for these people. Spidey it, senses tingling. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wait, you're what? So you don't know this person. You don't know this person's family. You don't know anything. Oh, yeah, and they're just happy-go-lucky, calling out whichever app it was. And and I'm like, okay, um, so right now, I want a I picture of that person. When you get in their car, I want a picture of their license plate. I want a picture of the car. I want to know everywhere you're going. And if that changes... I want to know where you where you, the change is. I don't care if you're going to his mom's house. You're going to text me that address. Right. I need that person's phone number. And, you know, it's, it's common these days for the youngsters to constantly be on their phone. Absolutely. So, 
and when I told my daughter to do this, she was actually texting one of these people, one of my college kids, as I refer to them as. She was actually texting them because it looked better for her to be texting a friend about her date than it did to be texting dad about her date. Right. And we we did that, and I did that for each of each of these uh, young adults, and I had my daughter do it. And I actually, you're not the only person. I just had this conversation with somebody else that's got daughters that are mm-hmm. making their way up to, to, to dating age. And it's like, it doesn't have to be you. It has to be somebody that can get in touch with you. Right. You want that license plate. You want that picture of that car because now you don't have to remember, was it green or was it blue? You've got that car. You don't have to remember, was it was it... Was it this version or that version? Because, you know, Buick's got a million. Right. And so does Chevy. So does Ford. And sometimes, they, they all, when you're frantic, they all look alike. Sure. And you can't remember the name of a thing. You know, you might pull up, oh, it was a Mustang too. Well, they didn't make those. They made those in 76. So you, you don't want that. You want that picture. And, I mean, I don't right. care if you have to sneak out and do it, which me, I'm, I'm brassy. I go straight out there, snap. What are you doing? I'm taking a picture of your car. Why? Because she's going to be back here by 11, or I'm going to know how to find you. Yeah. And, I mean, I got an awful lot of respect out of the guys, because some of them were just flat scared of me. Fine. That's still a a win. The guy she's dating now, is he better still be scared of me. I mean, I know he listens to the podcast, and somebody told on me the other day, not to name any names, but his initials are Josh. I don't remember telling on you. Oh, I've told him to his face. He's 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 not good enough. He's never going to be good. Nobody's ever going to be good enough. Yeah, I know. But he's an okay guy. All he's going to get on this podcast is okay. So this must be what you were talking about because I still see the smile and how happy you are for your <laughs> yes, daughter. Here you moment. go again. You're going to throw me under so, the bus, homeboy. You're 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 doing well. Um, stay the course. Stay the course and. Uh, I'm going to go with all the best. Homeboy, he's a paid actor. Don't believe him. He lies. Of all the things that I am paid for this podcast, at least not yet, <laughs> it's on the list. There is no... Nobody gets paid that's to be a this short sh- list of things he gets paid for. Exactly. I can promise that's you. Why that's why it. it had to be canceled. That's why I had to close it. <laughs> it, was, it would have been a... It would have been a Circling the drain, but never actually going down. <laughs> right? It's like, oh, pay to host, pay to subscription. Crap. Maybe you should have done more than just circle the drain. Well, I tried. <laughs> not that flexible. You didn't put a lot of effort into it. Well, I, I'm not highly motivated when it comes to physical activity. That's why I just walk in a circle at the gym. I don't take part in leg day. Drop something. I just dropped everything. <laughs> I'm over here. I got my phone on silent so y'all don't hear all my little bleeps and blops and everything, but I've got like four different people that I'm trying to iron something out with, and I'm try- <laughs> I'm being just as rude as I can be. I, and I just knock my glasses off the desk. Just don't step on them, Mr. Magoo. Don't step on them. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> I can't afford new ones because uh, we don't charge subscriptions for this. No, no, not at this point. Not at this point. I figure it has the same amount of success potential as uh, as my OnlyFans. You know, I was going to try to go and do like a cooking version and call it OnlyPans, but some girl on TikTok's already taken that, so I can't brand that either. Don't get me wrong, though. She's a lot of fun and makes delicious food, but just a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, you're short. Uh-huh. More than a dollar well, it's also short of pop tart, but there are two and a couple pack, of Reese's peanut butter cups. And I'm sorry, a single pack is a pop tart. There might be two tarts in the pack, but a single pack is a pop tart. This is a philosophical discussion and a hill that I'm not right, willing to die when on. When you when you go to get the tarts out of the the box, and by the way, he buys these by the pallet. That is not to- true. <laughs> that is not true. I choose our local big so, box store because you can't beat the price for what you get. But seriously, when you go to get the tarts, do you look at your wife and go, darling, I'm going to go get me some Pop-Tarts. Would you like some Pop-Tarts? Or do you look at her and say, darling, I'm going to go get a Pop-Tart? 
I say Pop-Tarts because there's more than one. Because my Somebody's wife... Somebody's got a college degree. Guess what? <laughs> Joke's on you. That is not the thing. I have my advanced God, diploma. You're, you are the grammar police, aren't you? I, my mother was an English teacher 30 years plus in, so I didn't have a choice. Because Wow. He's the one correcting you on Facebook, people. I am not. That's not fair. I know those people. I hate those people. Those people are the worst. You get this glorious comment. You make your point. You have just gotten really good content. You have fat thumbs, so you spelled everything wrong. Right. And there's that one dickhead at the bottom of the screen that goes, "Your." Those are people that I want to punch square in the I, face. I think the, the time it bothers me the most is when it is on a popular meme. Oh. When the grammatical era is on a popular meme, that bothers me more than somebody typed it in and typed it in on their phone, and you've got autofill, autocorrect, blah, blah, blah. The phone has no clue if you're using possessive or if you're using a contraction, and it just throws it in there and I can overlook it. But if you're going to create a meme, you need to proofread. I don't disagree with you. However, back to this whole autocorrect thing... I can promise you one thing. Unless I have discussed food, which I'm not going to discuss, I've never actively typed duck. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Unless I am talking about I'm cooking duck for dinner, I guarantee you if you have ever gotten that from me, it ain't duck. So stop trying first, to autocorrect me. First thing I did was eliminate those limitations, those whatever <laughs> set of parameters says I can't type profanity is off my phone. I agree with you. Um, I'm with you 100% I, I, on I that. I can't do it. I, it doesn't happen. I can't do it. I'm, uh-uh. No. Oh, I, I realize. And, and see, I, and a lot of my friends get tired of me because I, I, t I, I text like I talk. So if it's a case of that, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, fuck. If that's, I will actually put the dots in there, <laughs> type that word, put the dots in, and continue yeah. on. And people get people tell me all the time, like, why do you do that? Okay, you're a friend of mine. You're already reading that and hearing my voice. Nobody's you, text message is ever sent right the first you time. Know, you know how I am. You, you know my personality. You cannot tell me you're not reading that and hearing my voice. And looking at that and going, huh, screwed up and didn't want to backspace. Because that's what happened. I screwed up and didn't want to backspace. Because, you know, I'm, I'm typing on something that's like six inches by two inches with two thumbs that are six inches by two inches. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, I, I understand. And it's, it's a delicate dance. It's like, and then you got to back up. You got to back up. You got to back up. And it's like, can I, can I go back? Can I have a keyboard, please? Now, when I first started texting, I had the phone that flipped in both directions. I had the pocket one as well. That and, thing was great. And I mean, you could text on that. Without even looking at it, because it's set up like a typewriter. I mean, if you if if you're right. taking a keyboarding class or a typing class, no, see, I now it's like you, it, there's no feel to it because it's a touch screen. And how many? By the way, I don't, I don't know if I'm the only person that does this. I throw the phone in my pocket. I have taken so many screenshots because you grab my your phone background right. page because how I, I grabbed my phone or how I went to put it in my pocket. And the sad part of it is, is I had about six of those before I realized what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't, I had to, I'm like, and I'm showing this back to my kids. I'm showing this at and they're one of these laughing meetings at, at church. And I'm like, how, what, what is going on here? And they're like, oh, you're taking a screenshot. A, a, a who? I'm taking a what? <laughs> oh, you're taking a screenshot. Which means? Oh, see, that was a golden moment. I would have. You you need to be glad I was not in your college class. The only class. reason, the only I reason been like, I am semi up to date with anything is because I know people that are twenty and thirty years younger than me. And I hang out with them on a regular basis. I, I would have sold that as every one of those is an error. Every time you have one of those, something is wrong with your phone. You probably need to one, get it checked. Go get a full scan. One do of these a full folks, diagnostic because it may blow up in your hand. One of these folks knew how to do it on my laptop. Oh yeah. And then they put that up as my background on my laptop. Oh. And then they waited and they watched. And that was the day they learned that I didn't care what I said in church. Because <laughs> right. I thought my laptop had frozen. And the string of words that come out of my mouth. Uh, no, you really shouldn't cuss in church. But I'm also a firm believer that God didn't make that list. George Carlin did. Right. So anyway. Exactly. Uh, and you know we can go down this rabbit hole another time. Each of those words at one point in time was proper 
language. Oh yes, and, and oh. used in in everyday language. But no anyway, issues for me on um, that. Uh, and I actually learned that in church. Oh, <laughs> so, I that's a lot of what we did. Uh, by the way, it was life experience. It's like you know somebody would roll in and had a bad day at college, had a bad day at work, and they they roll in with food from somewhere. And, you know, the door sort of slams behind them. They're like, that didn't slam hard enough. Well, what's wrong with you? Well, this, 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 you know, you go through the whole problem and everything, and it's like, and next thing you know, everybody's talking about their day. Everybody's talking about what's been bothering them. And the next thing you know, somebody goes, you know what? Does this even have anything to do with religion or church? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Off to Google we go. Right. And no, we start typing in. We did everyday life lessons in church. Uh, our preacher came in one time, and she was just like astounded. She's like, how did you put together this lesson plan? I didn't. God did. They came in with this issue, and I'm the one that maintains that that book should be a hand manual for life. Of course. It's supposed to. I agree. It, it's interpretation. Yes, you can interpret it. It is designed to be interpreted. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to step on anybody's toes here but it's just my belief and it should evolve with evolution that's the reason behind being able to interpret it i am not in it i am not a trained pastor or anything this was just something i was doing because a group of kids said hey we we need something so and i had all sorts of uh materials on hand i could my church would provide me anything i wanted absolutely but i found out that it was a whole lot better that at the end of the day when they broke up with their boyfriend because this 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 and this and they couldn't understand why the strife was there it's like oh well flip 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 oh well look at look at what this passage says sure and a lot of times it would turn into one person's morals were a little bit higher standard than the other person's the next thing you know you understand where you learned why that pisses you off. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like all of a sudden it's like, wow, I, I grew up in a Christian household. That's why that's pissing me off. Right. No, I, I, I'm with you 100%. I, I love that that was an option, that those kids had that option to do it in that format. Because in a lot of times you get hellfire and brimstone. It's this way. And it's just. It, it, <sighs> we talk to different religions too. Right. I mean, we it had somebody bring a, a we had somebody pot. bring a Quran in and like look look what I brought in and I and I honestly think that they did it just you know to see if I'd freak out and I right. picked it up and I was reading passages and everything out of it and I, somebody else said hey I've been checking into Buddhism really what have you learned right we can uh, because I mean it was something just, new every day yeah and it was just the case of that's what they wanted they wanted this open <clears> forum <throat> where they could talk about whatever was going on uh, we put together programs for the church. Because, I mean, there were people driving by the church and seeing all these cars, and they're like, so what are you really doing, Kenny? Well, this this is my format. And they're like, what? Okay. And if somebody finally said, you know, it'd be great if we could, we, we could meet them. You know, are you inviting them to Sunday morning? Well, yes, but they're in school, they're working, and a lot of times Sunday morning is when they're at work. Right. Because they've been in school full-time all week. Saturday got spent doing homework and assignments and and all of that because we're talking college, not high school. Sure. And, you know, a lot of them were trying to balance full-time school and full-time job, which was one of the reasons. I mean, I actually did this. This was running from, like, 9 to midnight. Uh, And it, it, it changed almost by the semester based on the majority's schedule. So, you know, one year at Christmas, uh, you know, and our, our church does Advent all the way up. So one year for Christmas, I took a play that the preacher had handed me. It was supposed to be an Advent play. And I took it and I rearranged it and had the kids come in and read the different parts, the different scripts on the appropriate days as if they were mailing letters home to these people. Ooh, that's cool. So, and I had one of them that was really, he was a really good actor, very good actor. He rolled in and did it as a monologue, and he dressed up for the part. Nice. I, I love when folks are fully committed to something like that because it's easy. That is not a common... Your your approach is not normal. Not Now, granted, normal is subjective. I own that. I agree with that. I, just, I believe that. But that approach, I think being relatable wins at the end of the day. For that age group? Almost has to be. Yeah, because no, I, I agree. They've completely. literally gone from memorizing the major passages 
and coloring pictures of <laughs> the major passages. Uh, of course. I mean, because that's that's what they're doing in the younger, in the pre-K, all the way up. Then they get to high school. Now we're trying to teach them a little bit deeper, a little bit more. But they're still memorizing passages. They're still doing plays, putting on skits. And they're learning. Yes, they're learning. But then at 18, you send them down the hall. You literally, at 18 years old, you've graduated high school, bam, there's five more rooms down there. Pick the one that suits you for Sunday school class. Right. So now you've got an 18-year-old that's walking in a room with, <coughs> excuse me, you've got an 18-year-old walking into a room with young families, the just marrieds, the just marrieds with kids like yourself. So we're talking uh, a lot of times 25 and up. Okay. There's an age gap then, there. Then there's another room that's got the the their parents. Well, they don't want to be there. So now you're you know, you're in the I don't want to say middle age, but you're in the 30, 30 and up, or forty and up rather. Well then you go down the hall and you've got the retirees. And of course, everybody wants you in their classroom. Everybody wants you to come and be a part of their little club or committee or whatever it's called. Because, first of all, we all fundraise, so we need bodies. We, we need physical help in the church, but you're not prepared, and we talked about this earlier, you're really not prepared to be in that situation at 18 years old right. just because you're 18 years old. You're now starting to find out that everything you memorized and everything you colored is absolute wonderful knowledge for portions of of the Bible, and now you're walking into this classroom for the first time, and they're they're in week seven of a of a ten week study, right? And now you feel like a fish out of water. So I I had a similar situation, and and for what it's worth, you know, we're not looking to change philosophies. No, just we're, this is just a life. We're talking. We're basically just talking. Right, and and I just I want to make sure that that's the understood, and and most folks are going to get that anyway. But just in case, we're not here to convert. And no. God knows that. Do no. your own thing. Do I want thing. you to do your own. Do thing. your thing. I actually promote doing your own thing. Go out, do your research, find what's right for you, what right. fits you. So when I was, there is a large window. In terms of, in high school, you go all the way till you're a senior, and then you go off to college. Well, in a church where the youth group is not super large, there are only a handful of you that make it all the way to your senior year. You're saluted at graduation during worship and all this, that, and the other. Well, everybody goes off to college. There's always one who stays local or doesn't finish college. I didn't finish. I went. It was too much for me. Not that it was too much. That's not fair. One, I'm lazy, and I own it. I own it. It's taken me a long time, but I own it. Also, college is meant to round you out. Cut the bullshit. If I could have taken strictly curriculum and not done two years of figuring out who I am, I'd be I'd be what I wanted, or what I had thought I would be. That's done. I would have been that. That's a a gripe of a different issue and I could have knuckled down. I didn't, uh, uh, lazy, but when you come back, all of your cohorts have already taken and gotten a whole new life perspective and, and that kind of stuff, but maybe they're still at college to the same boat. The young adults moves you into your mid to late twenties folks who are finished with college, starting a career. There is a serious gap there. And my parents were like, well, it's not our class. You're going to be in this class. And and they, it wasn't like I had to. It, at that point, I was old enough. I'm not, I'm not going if I don't want to. But it became, I knew people in that class, but I didn't connect with those people. My grandfather reached out to me, same concept. And he goes, why don't you come in our class? All of, all, all of our guys think the world of you. And I'll ask, I'll ask um, the, the, the teacher to see what he thinks. And, um, and, and it, I could name drop, he's, he's, he's passed now. Um, somebody with a much higher level of effluence in, in our community that I would have ever thought of because I didn't, I wasn't focused on the local I don't want to say political scene, but 
in general, a renowned individual in our city. Did not know dude rolled this deep until I've gotten older. And he, he welcomed me with open arms. And when we sit down there, you have this class and he, here's, he's like, here's the book. Here's where we are. Read up ahead of time. If you'd like, if you'd like to join in on the fly, that's fine. And as he would go in, he would start his lesson. He would go through whatever the day was, whatever the reading was. He would cover that first. And then he would give his perception of it based on the text. And then at that point, there would be some conversation and rebuttal. And one day, I, and the first week or two, I, I, I was just there. He welcomed me in. He, you know, thank you so much for being here. We're excited to have you here. You know, we hope you'll stay. And so they went on. And then by the third week, he looked at me after they'd had, as old men do, a semi-heated debate because they the two individuals come from very different professional backgrounds into retirement. You, you Once you leave the workforce and into retirement, you still have a where I came from, but you're both happy to be here, yes. right? Yes. So he, the teacher looked at me and he goes, you've been sitting on the sidelines long enough. I think it's time we bring out the secret weapon. And I, I was like, what are you? What are you talking about? And he goes, I know you. I know your family. I, I know enough about you to know that I want your take. And I don't want your take that fits this text or that fits this room. I want to know what you think. I want your opinion. Because all of us have lived life. But I think overall, we are reaching a point where our, tr- our grandchildren and great-grandchildren and even our children not necessarily put us to pasture. That's not fair. We don't get it. Now, I'm not asking you to teach us, but if you give perspective, it may allow all of us in a day-to-day to take a different approach. And there were a couple of guys that looked at him like he was an idiot. And it can be intimidating. But at the end of that class, I gave my perspective on where I was at 18, 19, 20, and they all kind of went, oh, and they related. And if anything, I watch those guys, and, and I'm not trying to put myself on some sort of pedestal. It, it, I reflect back on it now, and I'm appreciative of that time because it was it made me different. It made me better than what I thought I was. It gave me a place. But to talk to those guys and then see them go out when they see their grandchildren who are coming up in middle school and are... And are I watched a guy use what I said and immediately apply it to the relationship that to his grandson, who is always cordial. The kid's is a good kid. He's grown up and he's done great things. But his delivery changed. I watched his delivery change. So instead of the kid going, okay, grandpa, it was what? Like he, it, he didn't expect it. It makes a world of difference. It was fantastic. And I'm not trying to I, act I like whole, a Mother Teresa or anything. But I, I did just, the whole small church thing. Well, so I, small right. church, very small classes, everything. And it was literally at 18, hey, go down the hall. This is your class. And it, and it was almost like going to school and, and, and you're a grade up and you went to this class and this class. It, it was like, and it wasn't even, we got five rooms, choose one. It was, oh, your next step is here. And I go in and they're in the middle of a study and they're like, hey, you're going to have to catch up. Really? You know, I, 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 I don't just get graduated. to start at the I beginning. I got yeah. to start with homework. <laughs> right. And then you're sitting there, and you're sitting there, and you've got this lay speaker or the head of the class, whatever, preaching. And then you're going to sit and listen to the preacher preach. Then you're going to go home, and you're supposed to absorb all of that and learn something. No. Not at 18 for me, anyway. I was done with At the moment, here's the book. You're going to have to catch up. I just left the book on the table and, and didn't go back to the class. And everybody was like, why didn't you go back? Okay, that, that environment's not for me right now. Right. And that's, the, that's kind of the approach I took with the college-age kids. It's like they, they need their Sunday school to be at 9 o'clock at night, not 9 o'clock Sunday morning. Right. Um, and I, I did a, I did a lot of things. I, I actually helped the church evolve as much as I possibly could to understand that you've got people that have to work on Sunday. Two services is a great thing. Now, 
let's open up the social hall, stream the the service to a TV so that those people that have to be at work and have to wear a uniform to work can make their way in. And this this happened when I was doing third shift at the radio station because I wanted to be at church, but I kept falling asleep in the pew. And that's distracting to the people around you. Right. So we had a TV downstairs. We had the camera in place. And we we did all of that so that the ladies that cooked for the, the, the grieving family could see the service. Right. So I'm like, if we can do that for a funeral, why can't we do that on Sunday morning? And let's serve coffee for the third shift person. Let's let the, the, the person that, that works at whatever store and has to wear this particular uniform or apron come in ready for work knowing that it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings, nobody's going to stare, nobody's going to judge. By the way, that happens in church way too much because yeah. they had to get up 10 minutes before the sermon was over. Let's not pass the plate. Let's put a basket right over there. Right. You know, and kind of change things up a little bit so that you can... Because it, it needs to evolve, and it needs to be all-inclusive if it's going to be called all-inclusive. So doing it that way makes a huge difference in whether or not somebody actually learns enough to be able to progress to the next room. Right. And it's 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 crazy how it's not thought of. <clears throat> I'm sorry I keep clearing my throat, but I didn't open my bottle of water yet. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> It's the little something, things. Something else I actually want to say but before we, because we, we will move on shortly, because uh, we always do. But we were doing something at our church at one point in time. We were, we were talking about spending a huge amount of money on some upgrades to our property and, and our building. And some of As what was every being... every church has to yes, do. And the building of, fund. Right. Some <laughs> of what was being discussed was kind of going over the heads of some of our retirees, and these people are absolutely wonderful people. I love sitting and having dinner with them. Um, and one of them spoke up and said, okay, we're, we're talking about spending a half a million dollars. How is this going to affect my worship? How is this going to enhance my worship? And I did one of those Kenny fly off the handle moments, did not use profane language. I'm going to put that one out there. Hey. But I, I stood up and I spun around and I said, ma'am, we're not talking about enhancing or bettering your worship service. You are retired. We are talking about making sure this church can go to our centennial and beyond. We want to make it 100 years, and we want to make it 100 years down the road. We want, we want the shovels that we're planning to buy and spray paint gold in a couple of years to be... And we already celebrated that, by the way. But we want those to be in the corner, and in another hundred years, they pull them back out, and we do it again. We have to look at how are we going to better your grandchildren's right. worship. It, it, it's at a point now that you are here to worship, and we are, con we are absolutely concerned about whether or not you are being fed religiously. Uh, yes, but we also have to look at how do we maintain, how do we stay. What's next? Part of part of your worship experience should be trying to help cu help cultivate your grandchildren's worship experience. The sweet irony of that is evolution in a church. Thunder, lightning, dun dun dun. I just sorry, I couldn't help myself. When you said that, and, and it just. And we all know that person. I think that's my favorite part about this. I don't care who listens to this and when. You all know that person in one way, shape, or form. And you know exactly who it is. I'll, right, we're going to pause for two seconds so everybody can say it out loud. Good for you. Yeah, I knew exactly. you had one. I knew you had one. And if you didn't, you just wanted to hear two seconds of silence. I, I, we don't blame you there either. No. No. It was an opportunity for us to drink from our water bottles. Exactly. <laughs> I finally opened it so y'all don't have to listen to my raspy voice. <laughs> as as Penn and Teller would call it, uh, oh, gr of course, brain fart in this exact moment. Misdirection. Yes. Misdirection. <laughs> Me juggling allows you to take a sip of your water. Exactly. It's You're focused on me, and I have changed out all of it. For Also, side note, not side note, it, it's, a, it's a transition. We're going to do that. One of my unsung hobbies, something that I always wanted to do and I can't ever turn away if I see it, magic. Oh, really? Magic. I love Penn and Teller. Oh, and it, so I realize it's you're the that stupidest person. stuff. <laughs> you're I, I realize it's the mechanics. And 
I think the thing that I've been... It's fun is what it is. Well, it is. I mean, it, it, it takes forever to master it. So when they're putting on their show, they, fun to they watch. deserve people like you that it loves watching. Lazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things, and, and again, I enjoy magic shows no matter what, is, is learning the concept. Like, I want to know how the trick works. I would love to watch a workshop on how that trick works. So when I see it, I go... <laughs> and I would never take that away from this person. No, see, I I like not knowing. No, I I, I mean I I really do. I and and at the end of the show, it and everybody says it. Wow, I wonder how they do that. Uh, but I really don't want I don't want it to be explained because I, one I don't want to learn how to do it, but I enjoy watching it. But I like the mysticism behind it. It's like, hey, did he did he really have that card up his sleeve? I mean, you right. know. What and I mean sometimes it's it's also a case of yeah, maybe it's not fake. So one of I, I'm with you on both sides. I love watching it from both angles. I love watching new stuff. I love learning how they did it because then once I see it, I get to watch your genuine excitement and yeah. go, <laughs> I know he did it, and and not to gloat. It's just that's impressive. To, to get from point A to point B is impressive. One of my favorite, and, and I didn't watch it, and it may even still be running, I've never looked, uh, was Fool Us, where it's where you had somewhat amateurs, semi-pro, like, openers from the musician, uh, not music, magician's world performing to see if Penn and Teller could figure it out. I they watched w- that. That was a oh, great show. Oh, my God. That was a great show. It was so good. And then there were a couple of them. I think the guys that I'm I'm the most impressed with, and it as a unofficial unofficial degenerate gambler, card mechanics. Yeah. God, there's nothing magic about card mechanics. It's all about placement knowledge and logistics. I watched a blind guy outwork both of them, sitting less distance than from me to you. He can't see physically what he's doing. And he makes them both go, huh? Yeah. I And again, there's no magic. There's not the first... He didn't make, go, bloop, and catch the card across from him, and the card changed mid-flight. There, there's no moment of magic. It's this guy doing has his, the Spider-Man yep. touch. He's he doing his thing. He feels everything. Yeah. It's all done by feel. That guy is... Life goal. Like, I just, that guy is so, that concept of magic for me, I do want to know, but I also want to have my mind blown by the next thing, and then I want to learn about it. Well, see, that's that's me, and what my take from that show was, no matter whether they guessed it or not, or knew it or not. They never gave it away. They never gave it away, and they always looked genuinely entertained. Now it's here the they are. Here they are. They're, they're masters of their craft, and here they are watching. You know, they're they're basically helping other people get into where they can be masters of the craft as well. Mm-hmm. And here they are, genuinely being entertained when they know. Well, I know exactly how that's done, but you know, I like the way you presented it. Right. And they're they're having a blast watching these people try to, as the show says, fool them. And it it was it was a great show. Which those are two amazing people, anyway. Uh, yes, th- those guys. First of all, they're very talented, uh, and that's just you know that's before we get past the the magic part. They're right. just talented uh, in, in their showmanship. Absolutely. And for them to dream up that show, or somebody to dream up that show, and get them to come in there, and for them to be able to do it the way they the way they did, because you know it sometimes the the spinning on the heels to go, hey, they had that up their sleeve. Is very powerful, and right. here they are. They're sitting there. They're entertained, and they're having to come up. Well, this is this is how we did it. Yeah, you're right. That's how I did it. But you know what? You put it together great, and if you keep working on it, you're going to be awesome. And they're giving these people a chance to be seen. And it's no different than the the, the competitions and stuff on Food Network. Of course, they're giving all of these chefs a chance to be out there to be seen. And you know, I watch enough Food Network that I've seen. The new ones come in. You meet these people uh-huh. on this show, and next thing you know, oh, they're on that show. Oh, they right. competed on that show. And they're now they're enough. judging yeah. back where they started. And it's awesome because there's this revolving door of talent coming through, mm-hmm. working with the talent that's already there. 
Well, it's allowing most of them the freedom and gateways to open their own restaurant and yes. make their own. Imp- I mean, there's say one show want. on Food Network that just flat will put a, a restaurant on the map. And the first thing you've got to do is impress the guy that hosts that show. His name's Guy. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, I feel like that's where you were going with Triple that. Triple D. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's you, fine. You know, it. But once you've impressed him and he comes in and he does the show and there's we've read we've read the behind the scenes there's a huge ordeal to it. Oh yeah. But that can put your restaurant on the map. Now if you are a fan of that particular chef and I am, if you watch his other shows, you see these people. Uh-huh. Consistently he brings them in to compete. And the next thing you know and he's brought several in to compete that have gone on to compete on some of that network's highest honor shows absolutely so you know and it, it's great to see instead of it's instead of me 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 let me see how i can get bigger they're on here going wait a minute there's other people out here and see everybody gives him shit for that yes. and and it's obvious they're not paying attention because that man has given has given more opportunities yes he is a showman he knows his gimmick. He sticks to it. He has taken a show, turned it into a cult following, expanded that into this and then into this. So if you do watch and look at the channel lineup, you're going, God, that guy is on all yes. the time. He's got his hands in everything. But if you look at the gateways he's opened to the people that he has worked around and cultivated and brought in just by being a part of it, then if you look at it bigger picture as opposed to man I hate frosted tips and and you know what it helps everybody yeah so for the person and I'll bring this full circle for the person that's sitting over going what's this doing for me sit back and wait because he's helping the entire network yep because see now all of you people that are at the top have new blood coming in wanting to be at the top. That is keeping you on your game. Yeah, he's looking at the clock, folks. I, I, well, we, when we, you brought we got on something circle. fun. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> we got on something a lot. It's, I, br- well, I, love, I love stuff like that. As we've but. said, we try to keep it to an hour because we know you guys have stuff to do. So, And we appreciate yeah, you giving us a part of it. laughing out right. loud at the gym walking on a <laughs> treadmill. <laughs> But I, I just so for the dude that's lifting this, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful, you might be saying that out loud. <laughs> but no, I, I, I was actually because you were like, as I bring it full circle, didn't expect that. And then I looked and I went, ooh, look at him. Yeah, look at him <laughs> growing and evolving. That. I did not back <laughs> that. I did not. I was not sitting over here thinking to myself, hurry up, shut up, Josh. Well, not but, ne- the, never, but never. That's. I think that's kind of the the exit point for me is when you look at that guy, whether you like what he does, hate what he does, end of the day doesn't matter. But what the takeaway for me is you can never have too many restaurants. You can have too many chains, but you can't have too many people living that dream. Yeah, no. Because every take is going to be different. Every take is going to be different. Everybody's going to have a little something that they do. a little bit different. Yep. So a different herb in the gravy or, you know, a little less pepper and a little more paprika and something else. And it's and it's all based on palate and their taste. And I love watching the people judge uh, uh, these Food Network competitions. I love watching them judge. Um, and a lot of your big-name chefs on that network will say, this is good. This is not what I would have done with it. This is imaginative, and it tastes great. And then they also, when they when they do their, the the criticizing part, it's constructive. Yeah. Had you put just a little more of this, you would have had a well balanced dish. Now, right. and we're and we're talking to somebody who the person judging has also competed on the on the show. Uh, I've noticed that a lot that you you haven't you're not judging the show unless you've competed on the show unless you were so, already established. Now you know you're, yeah, and, and you're so you're throwing somebody in a situation where they got to cook this meal in twenty minutes. They already know there's no way you're going to make it perfect. Right. So they're very forgiving whether they're yes. whether you see that and portray that's portrayed on TV or not. They are giving you a serious pass. And I love it when they do the kids shows. Oh and I have my god, yes. So many of these top chefs look a 13-year-old dead square in the face and go, "You lost this round and you have to go home, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to be looking for you." 
They are I'm going to be keeping my eyes on you. I want to see you back again. I want to see you on another one. You've got so much potential. So here you have this kid that's crying. And, of course, by now you're crying with them because it's heartbreaking at 13, 14 to lose something like that. But I tell you what, 14 years old, I wouldn't have been able to put together a high-end meal in 20 minutes out of this basket of stuff that just right. somebody threw in. So they're already they're outstanding enough to get there. But you have, and I'm not going to call names because, you know, stuff. But anyway, there's this this one chef, and she's always done that. I've noticed she, she judges the the children's stuff a lot. And she has, and I, I've told my wife so many times, that kid's going to end up in one of her restaurants. Yep, absolutely. I know exactly who you're talking about. She, she grated on my nerves to start with because of her delivery on certain things. But then as I watched her progress as a judge and yes. then have a show of her own and build her brand and everything that goes along with it, I have grown to genuinely appreciate her because she is candid. Yes. But it's poignant and it's to the point and it's beneficial. Well, see, that's the other thing. If you watch these people when they first start judging, I mean, for, I've been watching Food Network for a long time now. Yeah. So I've watched a lot of these people come through this competition and up to this point. And no, they don't still do the same shows, the same competitions. But when you watch them judge for the first time, and I made the comment on one of the other one's shows, I made the comment that the, the, the newer judges were looking over at the producer a lot. They were looking over at the producer a lot. And so they're starting to learn, and they're starting to put together a personality so that they can be a judge. But that one in particular, I, I I just think that, you know, some of these kids that I see go through that particular competition, I just know somewhere along the way, I mean, wouldn't it be great if that particular chef actually paid for them to go to culinary school because they were that impressed? Right. They want them in the farm system. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, I mean, and if I owned 15 to 20 restaurants, Yes, if I was on that show and judging, I'd be writing down names. Absolutely, like, this, this well, kid's got potential, and I'm the one. I'm the one that's going to get them in, in on my line cooking. I'm going to bring them up. Well, and you may not. There may not be an introduction before the show because you got to get the kids ready and do yep. all this and that and the other. But you can damn sure bet after the show's over, yes, they are talking. They're meeting the family that you know is waiting in the green room. These kids aren't just left dropped off at chop school. No, they're they're not daycare. Parents are in another room watching a completely different monitor going, yes, yes, yes. And then when it's over, they're networking. They're yes. not stupid. They're networking. So it's we get it in they 30 to 40 be, minutes right? or an hour, but there's so much more than that to, to this particular level. I love yeah, somebody, it. Somebody asked me one time, why are they always down to the wire plate? And, well, that's because it's edited. <laughs> They do the five, four, three, two, one, and they're editing out who's throwing something at the last minute. I mean, that's right. You you want the pressure of the show. You want to be on the edge of your seat. And I've done it before watching a cooking show on the edge of my seat, going, "Will you hurry up and get the chicken on the plate?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I'm I'm with you 100. percent All right, we we've gone way we we actually went over an hour talking about how we like to bring it full circle and be done in an hour. You know you know that right? Yes. Are we doing exit music? No, we're not doing exit music, and you're not going to start with it either. We'll see you guys next week. All right, bye.